In sub-Saharan Africa, there are only two physicians per 10,000 people. And because 50% of the population lives near a coast, hospital ships are the best way to reach those in need. Today, you and I are going to learn about Mercy Ships and the impact that they have had over the last several decades. This is the Women Offshore Podcast. I'm your host, Ali Cedeno, a mariner and founder of Women Offshore. Women Offshore is a 501c3 nonprofit organization supporting a diverse workforce on the water. Living in a village in Senegal located on the west coast of Africa, Marie Madeline loves school. She believes with a good education, she will be able to accomplish her dreams. When she was a child, Marie Madeline developed an abnormally tight muscle contracture in her leg. As she continued to grow, her knee hyperextended backward, leaving her with a severe limp when she walked. Despite this difficulty, Marie Madeline continued making the short journey to school where she was determined to learn. While the 13-year-old's condition has caused her to struggle to keep up physically, her family worked hard to make sure that she had spent her life surrounded by love and acceptance. Still, they worried for her future and believing that eventually Marie Madeline's condition would hold her back from reaching her full potential. Can you just imagine what it would be like for your leg to be backwards? The limitation that would have on doing some simple things, even getting out of bed in the morning. Her grandmother said, my hope is for her to be like every other girl with a backpack going to school. But they couldn't afford surgery, so they just waited for a miracle. One day, that miracle arrived in the form of news from a neighbor in their village who told them about the Africa Mercy. It was a ship arriving in the port of Dakar, about 100 miles from their home. The neighbor gave the family the information for the patient selection process, and soon Marie Madeline had a surgery scheduled. Her recovery was long. Mary Madeline handled it bravely. She worked with the rehab team for several hours a week to restore mobility and to improve her leg's strength. Several months after she arrived at the Africa Mercy, the 13-year-old girl with the triumphant smile and straight legs was ready to go home and go back to school. The day after she arrived in her village, Marie Madeline was back in the classroom. Her classmates asked her, how come your leg changed? She simply replied, we love God, God has healed me, and his plan for me is to walk like this now. There are hundreds and possibly thousands of stories similar to this one, thanks to Mercy Ships, who uses hospital ships to transform lives and serve nations one at a time. It's more than just surgeries that they perform. They're also focused on a lasting impact. They provide training for local professionals, new medical tools and resources, new medical facilities, and aim for a better future for the places that they visit. Here today to share more about what Mercy Ships does and how you could volunteer with Mercy Ships if you're interested is Angie Fadley. Vice President of Human Resources at Mercy Ships. Angie is a graduate of Texas A&M University, where she got a degree in industrial engineering. 
She's been with Mercy Ships since 1992. I'm so captivated by what Mercy Ships does, the success stories that come out of this organization, and I'm ready to learn more. So welcome, Angie, to the Women Offshore podcast. Thanks, Allie. So good to join you. Yeah, I'm excited to learn all about Mercy Ships. To be honest, I only learned about you guys a few years ago. Can you share why it was founded? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So Mercy Ships was founded in 1978 by our founders, Don and Dion Stevens, essentially to provide hope and healing to those around the world. We often hear about hunger and poverty, but many are not aware that globally, there's 5 billion people who lack safe access to surgery. And since 50% of that population live near a coast, our ships, we believe, are the best way to reach those who need the help most. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. I imagine you guys have helped a lot of people over the last several decades. And I admire why you were founded and, and what your mission is. So why do you work for Mercy Ships? Yeah, thank you. Well, my husband and I joined in 1992 with our family, our kids, they were six, four, and two at the time. My husband had graduated from A and M at Galveston with his Merchant Mariners uh, ticket and had a was uh, joined Mercy Ships as a chief officer, and it combined our desire to serve people as well as to serve as a family and to help make a difference in the world. We actually have stayed now with Mercy Ships for twenty eight years because of the people, and we still consider it a privilege to serve with an organization that not only talks about providing hope, but does it in such a life-changing and tangible way. So tell us about your fleet. What are the ships like? Who makes up the crew? Where do the ships go? Yeah, great question. So historically, Mercy Ships has had five ships. Currently, we only have one in operation, the Africa Mercy, which typically works in Western Africa. The Africa Mercy is a converted rail ferry from Denmark and was acquired by Mercy Ships in 1999. We typically, Allie, have about 450 crew on board, including spouses and children. But in 2019, we had over 1,500 volunteers serve with us from over 50 nations from around the world. Some crew, like our surgeons and our OR nurses, can come for about two weeks at a time. But other crew, like our family, will serve five to 10 years or more. I was amazed hearing about the families coming on board. Can you share a memorable experience with us? I'd love to. So as I mentioned, our family was on board. We served on one of the smaller ships or two of the smaller ships for about 11 years, two years on one ship and nine years on another, primarily in Central and South America. But in total, we have served in over 35 nations as a family. As I mentioned, my husband served as captain But I was the HR director, so I saw a lot of people come and go, and our kids attended the school on board. John and I, my husband, we continued to visit the ships routinely. In fact, John is on board the Africa Mercy right now, serving as a relief captain in the Canary Islands. I actually, there's like too many stories to tell, (laughs) but just focusing in general, the big ones that continue to come to mind are when we faced a crisis as a community and pulled together. And of course, I have lots of sailing stories. We all do. But one story that comes to mind is we were taking the Caribbean Mercy to North Korea to do a relief for some seed potatoes. And we had permission from the government to go. And we sailed the ship 
through Alaska and then up to Russia and then went on our way to North Korea when we were notified that we were not allowed to enter. So we diverted the ship and actually went to, to China. And during that time, the Americans were not allowed to disembark, but the other crew could. And so it was just kind of a neat time of community where the crew would go ashore and take pictures of things and do our shopping for us and get food for us and bring it on for the American crew. Just a real time of community and a time of, of facing a, a challenge, much like we are in this COVID time where we were able to face it together and grow stronger as a community. That camaraderie is so powerful. So what does success look like on board a Mercy ship? That's a great question. So to be successful on a Mercy ship, crew need to come to be prepared to be open and flexible, right? Pretty much anything in life. Operating a hospital ship in Africa with volunteers really should not work, but it does. It does because I believe there's we're given special graces or blessings, if you will, for those who are dedicated to work together for a common purpose. Success to me is every time I hear of a changed life, not only about our patients, which uh, last year we served 100,000 was our 100,000th mark, but also for our crew. I believe you cannot serve on a mercy ship and not have your life change forever. We have a long list of alumni who serve with us every year. In fact, more than 75% of our medical volunteers have served with us more than once. So success is flexibility, it's openness, it's willingness, it's uh, jumping in and helping where you can, and then just kind of joining in in the community. Now, I had heard that when someone works on a mercy ship, it's volunteer work. They don't get paid. Is that true? That is true. In fact, we ask our crew to help pay towards our cost with crew fees and cover their own airfare. However, we do have a a healthy and successful financial aid program. So it's all about spending every dollar going towards the work that we do. However, if someone has a financial need, we're more than willing to help. So it seems like the people that want to be there, that they're investing in the the process and they're sacrificing a little to make this happen, but there's this intrinsic value that probably motivates them. That's exactly right, Allie. I think, you know, I think the army has a, a motto like this, but we we claim it as well. It's the toughest job you'll ever love. So it's all about, yeah, joining together as a community for common purpose. What challenges are faced on board a mercy ship? I would think the question would be, what challenges do we not face on a mercy ship? But yeah, so typical challenges like any ship is space, you know, lack of food choices, lack of who you who you have as a roommate. I would say life on board a mercy ship or any ship is not easy, but those are easily paled in comparison to the benefits of the community and knowing that you're making a difference and growing together. I think that uh, we have been doing this for over 40 years. So there's very few challenges we've not faced before that we can't work to solve. So inspiring hearing that. And if someone wants to learn more, where do they go to find out how they could work for Mercy Ships? Yeah, the best thing always is to go to our website. That's where we keep our our information, the mercyships.org. And we're also planning a webinar for seafarers to explain our upcoming opportunities and to answer any questions. By registering on our website, you'll automatically be told when this webinar comes that we're, we're still finalizing the dates and the launch of our new ship, the Global Mercy, which is being built in China. 
and should be launched in 2021. So we're super excited about the opportunities, doubling our opportunities, but also doubling the impact we have on the world and connecting with the seafarers out there who want to come and join us. It really is an opportunity of a lifetime and you will be changed positively, I promise. Well, thanks so much, Angie. Do you have any last words of advice for our listeners about maybe volunteering, giving back? What have you learned? Yeah, thank you, Allie. I think my last advice would be, if you're thinking about it, it doesn't hurt to check us out. Uh, We have recruiters online who are willing to just answer any questions or refer us to your friend. There's always someone who's looking. We love for people in your time off. If you're three months on and three months off, on your three months off, come join us. It is very different than your life on board the ship you have right now, I promise. Yeah, thank you for the time. Thanks. Thanks so much for everything you do, for making this world a better place. Before you go, here are some events on deck from my colleague Savannah at the Oil & Gas Global Network. Hey everybody, it's Savannah from OGGN and here are the events on deck for February 2021. This month we only have three events, but if you'd like the full list, you can click the link in the show notes to sign up for our events newsletter. We send it out every month and it includes more info about the events I talk about here. We even include events that occur two months ahead of time, so if you're interested in always staying in the loop about oil and gas events, make sure to check that out. First up, we have our two in-person events, the TAMU SPE Sporting Clays Tournament at Tonkaway Ranch in College Station on the 19th, and the Thrive Energy Conference at Minute Maid Park from the 24th to the 26th. The only online event we have this month is the TAMU SPE Executive Series with our very own Mark LaCour of Oil & Gas This Week on the 26th. Other than these events, OGGN may be hosting some more live streams this month, so make sure to check out our Facebook, LinkedIn, or our website for more information about any of the live streams we have coming up. If you have any questions about the events or any of our shows, make sure to reach out to me through my email in the show notes. That's all for February. I hope you guys have a great month, and thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Women Offshore podcast. What did you think of the show? Leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. Additionally, if you want to propel women offshore forward, please visit womenoffshore.org or womenoffshore.shop. Make a donation or purchase some swag. Until next time, stay safe out there and I'll talk to you soon.